National Signing Day, Wednesday, February the 7th, first Wednesday of February. It's always National Signing Day, but Michigan got all their work done early. We've got some work to do. Former Wolverine Jim Scarcelli's on the line, and he's got his video working, and like he's got some uh, new shirts and a hat and everything else he's ready to roll what's up scar yeah you see the national championship uh, national champion um I vest. See that. I, I, nice. I'm, not normal, I'm not a big vest guy but i i, I had i couldn't turn it down Danny, national champs michigan danny i'm fired up i'm optimistic i'm feeling good about things people i, I hear a lot of doom and gloom out there i take a peek and read some stuff and there's no reason to start panicking and feel uh about anything. Okay. There's a lot of good things going on. A lot of good things. Okay. Sharon Moore, he has a better job than he had last year. Grant Newsom has a better job than he had last year. Campbell, Kirk Campbell has a better job. Minter wants to be a pro coach. It's probably a better situation for him to go and do that. Mike Elston, I think he has goals to maybe be a head coach in college or pro. This is something he felt he had to do. Doug Mallory, an analyst at Michigan, he's now a defensive back coach for the uh, for the Ravens. He has a better job. The strength coach at Michigan, Tress is his, is his name, right? He's now the main guy at Michigan. Uh, and then, obviously, Ben Herbert's gone. And there's a lot of other guys I don't even know about. But, Denny, listen, leadership, the leader's job, I learned this a long time ago. One of the biggest things you got to do is you got to promote your people. You when they come work for Fifthian or Scarcelli or Harbaugh or more, they got to know that that guy. You work for that guy, he's going to take you places. He's going to help you get bigger, better jobs. So those things are happening. No one's going to stay at Michigan for twenty. You know the days of the Jerry Hanlon, God bless Jerry Hanlon and Terrell Burton, great great coaches at Michigan. Or not, you know they did twenty years. I don't I don't think those those you're going to see that much anymore. So let me just let me just keep going on that. And man, this is Michigan. We reload. We lose players. We lose coaches. And and one of one of the most important strengths that Jerome Moore has to have is a strong Rolodex and a network to be ready to go and always have Plan B when coaches leave. So I am optimistic. Guys, leave. Nothing to panic about. Okay, uh, Scar coming out of the gates, firing, man. He's ready, getting ready to you – know, it was like you did in the Blue Bonnet Bowl. You got a sack on the first play, right, Scar? Or was that against Washington? Oh. <laughs> right there, <the> last <laughs> bowl game, a sack on the first play? Well, I, I had a, uh, maybe the Holiday Bowl I had a couple plays there back in the day. Okay, all right. Well, you're coming out of the gate strong. There is, you alluded to it, the, there's some people that are fired up. You know, then is there a reason, do you get why people could be ticked at departed Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh? We'll see. Scar's talked about it a little bit there. We'll get some more feelings on that. But we are talking about the staff. And, you know, there's going to be people that are uh, upset. I think people are upset. I, I, I think that when you know they talked about continuity, that people felt like, and, and I don't know, like, I don't know who people read or listen to. Maybe there were some people out there that suggested like, yeah, Jim Harbaugh is going to go to the pros and then Sharon Morrill just take over as head coach. And then he's just got to slide you know, another coach in there to take his spot. 
and everything will be all set and Michigan will continue on. They won't lose any players. They won't lose any coaches and they'll be ready to roll. And I don't know, like if, the, the the part that people are freaking out, Scar, that I see is that they're like, well, what about continuity? Maybe they should have gone out and had some kind of national search and uh, national search. I mean, what kind of, uh, of coaches, like if, if they would have gone that direction, you would have been taking the, the Michigan coaches right now. And I can guarantee you that that 90% of them would have been gone and there would have been a host of players that have hit the transfer portal automatically. Now, some of that still might happen. And we know that the coaches are gone, but I, I, I don't follow that line. Like people are upset, which I get, you know, you can be upset if you want, but the, the part about they should have gone after somebody else, like who, who, who were they going after? I want some names, uh, any name. I have, listen, I'm, I'm totally good with the decision of the leader we have in place. Totally good with that. People have to understand, you know, Lou Holtz always said he never wanted to hire guys that didn't have goals to want to be head coaches. Yeah, I kind of disagree with that. I had some really good guys work for me that were fine being coordinators or whatever their role was. But um, listen, all those guys that are leaving, they aren't mandated to stay at Michigan for 10, 15, 20 years. No one has a gun to their head. They, They all have big goals. Everybody does. You know, this isn't like, you know, Jim Harbaugh, you know, told, hey, hey guys, you, you know, like there's some little kid, you know, grab your toys. Uh, we're going to grandma's house. No, man, they, they're, they're men and they have goals. They have career goals. And every one of their decisions, you know, is thought out, thought out what's best for their future, what's best for their career, um, you know, to get to where they eventually want to be and, and, and possibly cha- change a senior. But there, there could be a part of it they really, really like working for Jim. That could be a, that could be a part of it, you know. And that's, and but I'm not panicking because the, the names I'm hearing, what I'm seeing Sharon doing on offense, I, I, I like the, 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 uh, the tight end coach Denny. I heard nothing but good things about this guy, uh, Casulo. He was, uh, I, I know people that with fair state backgrounds. And they said he was a highly respected coach. He was at Michigan a little bit. He was a smart guy. I like I like when I hear smart. I like when I hear uh, you know good recruiter. And and so that's what I heard about him. And um, and then we got uh, we we got Big Grant in there. And so there's a lot of good things happening. Smart guy, uh, Jim Scarcelli. Want to tell everybody that you can get on the Maze and Blue Review right now for free until spring. Use the promo code NATCHAMPS24. Go to michigan.rivals.com, michigan.rivals.com. Use that promo code NATCHAMPS24. Let's walk through some of the, some of the uh, potential names that would be out there. There was a CBS NFL insider a couple days ago mentioning the Chiefs defensive line coach, Joe Cullen. He's up for some uh, D.C. jobs in the NFL, but his name also he mentions uh, for Michigan. Let's start with Joe Cullen. Scar, you see a little bit. I put some of his highlights up there. Chiefs defensive line. He was defensive coordinator with the Jags. The Raven connection for five years from 2016 to 2020. A lot of people uh, will light up when they see that. Uh, Not so much lighting up when you see the three years with the lions there, which was uh, a long time ago, but was a complete embarrassment, but let's start with, uh, with Cullen and what you might think about 
if the 56-year-old, he's uh, in Super Bowl week, well, maybe not a little bit more Sunday night, certainly Monday after the Super Bowl. But what about Joe Cullen? You know, Danny, I talked to some of my buddies, and they're like, you know, you got to have a guy with college. He's, he's recent in college. Can Cullen recruit? You know, hey, man, where did Minter come from? Minter came from the Ravens. Where did uh, McDonald come from? He was a pro guy with the Ravens, and that totally changed our program, those two guys. So let me just say this. If I was a young guy and I wanted to be a professional defensive football coach, I would I would work for nothing to work on John Harbaugh's staff because that's where everybody's going. Danny, he's got four, all four of his top guys on defense. One, the coordinator is now the head coach with the Seahawks, and all three of the other ones, the linebackers, secondary D-line coach, all three of them got coordinator jobs. So that's where everybody wants to go because they play great defense. So let, let's look at this guy. You know, he's been around and, and he's he's done he's worked with a lot of good people. We, we remember uh, the things that happened in Detroit. and uh, But, you know, Urban Meyer had faith in this guy. He made him his coordinator. <laughs> so Urban, Urban Meyer is not an idiot. You know, he did some dumb – it didn't work out with the Jags, but he understands good coaching. So – if 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 Sharon Moore hires Joe Cullen, Joe Cullen, I'm on board. Okay, he's got a, he's got a lot of experience, you know, and 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 he Sharon has to think through all those little things that happened in his past that I don't want to drag the guy up. He made a couple mistakes, but uh, you know I like that, and um, you know he's in the system, man, and and this is what keeps me fired up I, from what I've heard from Sharon. Sharon Moore ain't changing nothing. He believes in the, the defensive system. And I firmly believe, you know, I've heard I've heard this talk that Jim and Mint, Jim and Minter want Sharon Moore to succeed, in my opinion, big time. And they're gonna, they're they're talking about these guys that understand the system that we've been doing the last three years. They want to put a guy in that has the same belief systems. You know, we're gonna have a base defense, a three-four at times, we'll have a, a nickel pack, it'll all be the same stuff. It's same terminology. The kids ain't gonna have to learn nothing. So, uh, I like I like that as an option, Denny. I would be on board. Scott, if Sharon Moore hires this guy, I'm on board. Let's go. He's been around. Um, yeah, I'm not on board. I would uh, want the Wolverines to not bring in Joe Cullen. I do not think that he is a a college coach. I don't think he's a fit at Michigan. I think he's a bad culture fit. I also think that the reason that he's in the pros and he's not as in college is you go back to the two alcohol incidents that he had and people in the pros understand, you know, get that second and third chance. And, and even though you understand that in college, uh, college football fans, they're, they're great fans, but they're also a bunch of loath, loathsome jerks and they will drag him through the mud and pour salt in that wound at every chance and every turn that you get. That's what college football fans do. Uh, they mask that as rivalry and fun and just joking around. But for me, I would leave Cullen in the pros and I wouldn't uh, touch him. But uh, I think well, there's I know, Danny, I'm, agree I'm, with you. I, I understand that. I'm a little more of a of a, of a forgiveness kind of guy. He admitted he I, I listened to him. I trust me. I know his history. I listened to him with his alcohol issues, and I'm a little more from the forgiveness side of things. And I'm not gonna. I'm, for, I'm, I'm, you know, Scar. I'm from a, a glass half full and second and third chance type person as well. Now, 
he's not out on the street with a cup in his hand. Like he's going to get a job in the pros. I'm just saying he's not a fit for Michigan. The way I look at it, that's me. Uh, Wink Martindale. There's some pluses and minuses here. This would be to me, uh, not the greatest, but I could understand if they wanted, if it's really about this Raven system, this is the architect. And if you can't find anybody else, you know, sometimes the second and third, Chance, you know, you give a guy uh, an opportunity. Wink Martindale, 60 years old. I don't know what was happening. You know, the Giants sucked all around, but, you know, he didn't have a good time there in his two years uh, in New York. A lot of time with the Ravens there when you look from 2018 to 2021, and uh, he's credited with this system of getting it up and going. So that's the thing that's really on his side. He hasn't been in the college game. In in 20 years since he was at Western Kentucky. How about Wink Martindale? If he I love it, Danny. Love it. You want to talk about a Harbaugh bloodline? Harbaugh, uh, this guy goes back to Jack Harbaugh. He coached with Jack Harbaugh. I remember Wink at the Michigan camp 20 years ago. I remember when he was a young guy there. He goes way back with John Harbaugh. He's the architect of what they do on defense, of what Michigan does and what and what the Ravens does. For, for whatever reason, John wanted to move on from him. A couple years, you know, a couple years back from um, him being his coordinator, he's a smart guy, man. He understands it. I'd be fired up uh, if this guy was uh, in the mix. Uh, you you got to, you know, if he's talking to kids and and he's coached pro football and the kind of people he's coached, he'd be able to recruit. Okay, maybe he's an old guy. I get it. You know, people. You know, is he is he too old to go out and recruit? But if he talks to kids and they see what this guy's done, where he's been, so Cullen and Martindale, scars on board, okay? I like them. They're smart guys. They've been coordinators. They're in the system. They believe in the system. Um, So, you know, just get the right assistants hired underneath him. So I'd be all fired up for him, man. Jerome Moore believes in him. Scar believes in him. (laughs) All right. Sterling Lucas is a defensive end, outside linebacker, edge coach at South Carolina. Currently, if you look over his bio, a Jags assistant D-line, and then he was with the Ravens for five years, and he was there with Cullen. The idea that maybe Joe Cullen and then Sterling Lucas could be coming in. I don't know if you want to call him a package deal, but people are looking at that, and they like that. Little extension of that Ravens defense. Danny, Danny, hang on, I'm gonna cut you off. You you heard that these two he would be a package deal with Cullen. Uh, I'm no, no, I don't, I don't want to say I heard that. I would say that there's uh, people that are saying that, like oh, okay. people like just like you know how you say who's who. It's yeah, kind of just you. like an online thing because oh, I got you. he did work with Cullen, so I think people are just connecting the dots there. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I don't have a a, I got a, a source with the, with Joe Cullen or it wasn't. A Trevor McHugh or something saying like this to me, this is just a, a an internet connecting the dot type deal. But yeah, I don't know much to- about him. I haven't studied this, but I see four years with the Ravens. Again, it gets back to the system and understanding the system. And uh, it, it's a, it's a good name for me. As far, as far as I'm concerned, that's what I, I want. I want our players when, when we get ready for spring football, because we got a great defense coming back. I don't want to hear any excuses about our defense. Okay, we got great players coming back. We're we're solid everywhere. Okay, we just need the right guys to lead them. Plug some uh, assistants in. Get the right leader. Look, man, Denny, I was I was at Michigan 
when we went from Bill McCartney my freshman year to Gary Moeller the next year and won a Big Ten championship, had a great defense with Gary Moeller. So we didn't miss a beat. I ain't worried about missing a beat if we bring the right guy in. I seen it. I lived it. So that's what Sharon has to do. He's got to get the right guy, the right system. And it's a hell of a lot easier for that coach to make sure his terminology is on the, you know, just his terminology. So our players don't have to learn one different word about terminology, about what we call coverages and adjustments. So you showed me three names that, that I could buy in on if they're, uh, if Sharon Morris believes those are the guys. Cause I, again, he's, he's right with me on the same belief system of, of what we do uh, with the system. How about Ozzy? Uh, Ryan Osborne, he was at Michigan for a few years as an analyst and then went to the Ravens as a defensive assistant. Right now he's with Biff Pogey in Charlotte as his linebackers and defensive line coach. A lot of people think that Ozzy would be a nice addition, not for defensive coordinator, but maybe like Mike Elston, the departed uh, D-line coach who went to the Chargers. A lot of people thinking Osborne could come on in. You see the Pogey, Ravens, Michigan. Uh, uh, you could see why people would attach Osborne's name to U of M. You know, Sharon would, would know. The, see, that's the thing, Denny. I, coaches know when you're a player, you know the strengths and weaknesses of everybody you play with on a football team. You know the strengths and weaknesses of all your players. When you're coaching, you know all the strengths and weaknesses of your coaches. I don't know. Sharon Moore coached with this guy. And, and same with all them other guys. So this guy here, you know, he doesn't have a, a, a long uh, history, but he worked with, you know, he was a coordinator at Charlotte this past year with Biff. He was at Michigan. So Sharon would have saw how this guy interacts with recruits, with people. He would have saw how he motivates players. I don't know the answer to those questions, but these are all names that, you know, he knows he has somebody uh, giving references on them. Uh, so I can understand the argument for all four names. I can understand it. You know, can, can this guy lead? Can he, can he make those quick split second decisions? Cause the guy, this is the most important decision Jerome Moore has to make. And, Denny, I would also say I am in no hurry at all for Sharon Moore to make that decision. I don't care if he's got to wait another month. I don't care. I want him to get the best guy. I want him to get the guy that when Ryan Day looks across the, the, the field from him, he ain't happy. Okay, I want, I want John Smith from uh, Michigan State, when he sees that guy he's matched up against, the defensive coordinator, that he ain't happy to see him. Okay, that's what I want. I don't want some guy that they're licking their chops. Okay, so let's just let's just have faith, Denny, in, in the big fella that he's going to get the right guy. No, but Denny, let's, let me just finish up this. I would really like to know, and I don't know if we'll, we'll ever get the answer, why the heck not was Mike Elston offered the coordinator job? Is Was Clinksdale offered the coordinator job? Was Doug Mallory offered to be a, 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 a position coach at Michigan? He obviously took the job from analyst to position coach with the Ravens. I just would really like to know, was Mike Elson offered the coordinator job? 
is Clinksdale has Clinksdale been offered the coordinator? And we just I don't know the answer to that question because that's the easiest transition right there. Yeah, well, Clink was the co-defensive coordinator, so it, it it seemed pretty natural to think that he was going to be the the defensive coordinator and get that promotion at Michigan. But you know, you talk about a first-time head coach, you get a first-time offensive coordinator. Although you know, you, you do have Campbell that did spend two years at Old Dominion, so you could say no, he's not a first-timer. And like, okay, but Clink would be a first-timer, so would Elston. So maybe you're looking for some more experience there. I'm just. Uh, speculating on that. And we don't know for sure if Clink has gone to the Chargers or not. There's people that are thinking that. Let's uh, let's put some of the questions out there, Scar, and see if you – this was one that I wanted you to answer. Why not uh, the guys that are on the staff instead of going uh, outside? That's a million-dollar question, Danny. Again, when I was there, it was we went from Jim Young – to, to Gary Moeller, to Bill McCartney, back to Gary Moeller, to Lloyd Carr, to Jim Herman. Everybody was on staff. I don't have the answer to that question. It, I, I, you know, I don't know. It, 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 it just seemed like it would make everything a hell of a lot easier for the kids. We'd have a, a solid guy there. Who knows what the hell is going on, you know, with, with that uh, relationship? With, what, what, does, does somebody lack faith? somewhere and somebody i don't know doesn't make sense man because that's a hell of a lot easier deal to just say all right clink let's go we know the system the kids are fired up you're the guy let's get you a d-line coach you know let's get you a linebacker coach we got to get a set i mean we're, we're we got some coaches to hire on defense how about with it being national signing day ferris looking at some of the numbers and he's asking about ohio state getting two top seven qbs both rated higher than Jaden davis Maybe we can get the leftovers of the one that will transfer in a year. Ohio State has had the best offseason of any college football team. When you look at the transfer portal, when you look at the recruiting rankings, they've hit the jackpot on both sides. What about uh, OSU? They always seem like they have a lot of success in recruiting. But, you know, losing to Michigan these past three years, I mean, they are cranking it up, and they have uh, – uh, their fans have to like what they see in the offseason. Doesn't mean you're going to win on the field, but what about Ohio State? Yeah, listen, man they 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 aired out a lot more than we do. If you're a guy that if you're a quarterback and and you want to throw the ball, you look at Ryan Day's history and the, the, you know you go on a recruiting trip to Ohio State. You know you got you got Fields in the NFL starting. You got Stroud starting. So you know we don't have a guy in there starting. You know, and so it's not like it was, you know, 20 years ago with, with Brady and and Greasy and all them guys. We had back-to-back and, the, you know, all of our guys. And Henny, you could come to Michigan and, and it helped your recruiting. Okay, so they've, they've got that going now. They throw it more and um, it is what it is. And, and hopefully, you know, Jaden Davis is, uh, is, is better than those guys. I don't know the answer to that, but uh, – you know, um, Danny, let me just say this. I, I'm gonna that that's the answer to that question. Let's just talk about the strength coach situation. That's something that I thought about that's actually good. All right. Okay, Ben Herbert left. He maybe he's the, the job. I think the job is gonna be different than just strength coach. I think Jim has different uh things that he's gonna do there for him. But we have our guy who was with the program, and I get I I have a lot of faith in this. 
and this kid. But, you know, he, a strength coach has like five or six assistants. Those guys ain't going nowhere, Danny. They ain't, uh, they ain't going all the way out to California, and they don't make a ton of money. So that's one good thing about keeping our strength coach within because he's got about five or six guys that work with him, and they ain't going nowhere. So that's one thing I'm fired up about. And let's talk about Mike Elston, how people are all, you know, Jim's taking these guys. All right, let's okay. do Mike that. Mike Elston was, was a grad assistant at Michigan. I remember Mike way back working the camp 20-some years ago when he first started out. Okay, he he latched on to Brian Kelly for three different stops. Central Michigan, they won. They got a better job at Cincinnati. He won. They got a better job at Notre Dame. He was with Brian Kelly for a long time. Okay, and he was just a recruiting guy, D-line coach. Brian Kelly gets the job at LSU. Mike Elston didn't go with him to LSU. Why not? Nobody asked that question. He stayed with uh, he stayed at Notre Dame, and then why did he leave Notre Dame after one year and come work with Jim Harbaugh? You know, so you know people you, you think that you're supposed to stay with a guy forever. You know, people have their reasons why. Well, maybe I didn't want to go down to LSU, or maybe I think it was time. Maybe I want to work with Jim Harbaugh. You know, and I I, I want to get out of Notre Dame. I don't want to work over here for whatever. I don't know if that's. But he left. He left Notre Dame to come to Michigan. So, you know, people aren't obligated to stay at one place, you know, forever. So No, I, I do. And I'm going to side with you, Scar, like, and I'll give you my points on all of it too. But I think that there are Michigan fans who take the Michigan versus everybody, you know, literally. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh is now not Michigan. And so, you know, it's Michigan versus Jim Harbaugh. And for Jim Harbaugh then to – take any Michigan's assist, uh, assistance, you know, they're mad at Jim Harbaugh. And I can see that. Now, I don't agree with that. Like, Jim Harbaugh has gone to the pros, and he's now trying to win, and he wants the best coaches. And if he thinks the best coaches are the ones that he just coached with, it, to me, I understand why he would try to bring Ben Herbert and others that he likes and bring them to the pros. That, like, that to me, that's it's uh, it's obvious. It's it's football. It's business. You're talking about the natural progression. I understand all of that for the assistance as you're talking about. You know how many how many coaches have an opportunity to win a national championship and then win a Super Bowl in a short window? That's what they're going for. And sure enough, Michigan last year. It's why they attracted so many players to the transfer portal, because people looked at this team with McCarthy and this defense and the players that were turning and said, Michigan's got as good a chance as anybody to win a national championship. And they got a lot of players. If you're a coach, are you looking at Michigan and saying, Hey, where can I have the most success immediately? Tying yourself to Jim Harbaugh, who could be now, you know, we can all get into rankings and everything else, Scar, but he just won the national championship. He might be one of the greatest coaches ever. And if he goes out there in a year or two or, or even three and wins a Super Bowl and has both of that, he's going to be talked about as one of the greatest coaches ever. You know what happens when you know, you're the greatest coaches ever and you're going to the uh, playoffs and you, you're winning a Super Bowl, then you know, you're on a fast track yourself. So if you're a coach and saying, hey, am I going to cast my lot at Michigan? Not a bad choice with Sharon Moore and what's going on now. Or do I follow Jim Harbaugh? Uh, I can see how an assistant coach would say, yeah, I'm going to cast my lot 
With yeah, Jim David, look at look at uh, Saban. How all them guys that got fired from wherever would come and work for him for fifty grand to be an analyst. They wanted to have that on their resume. We all do it. We all, you know, we're going to work at a certain place under a certain guy. It helps our resume. So I'm not knocking anybody in any profession that you know they got to they got to pad their resume with 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 uh, things on there that help their cause. So and I'm going to quote the great John Falk the old equipment manager at Michigan. Danny, when I was playing, players were leaving all the time. And you would see Falk clearing out their locker. You guys would leave in the middle of the night. It was tough. It was demanding. And uh, and, 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 the, and, the, and Falk used to always quote the line from the natural. They come and they go, Hobbs. They come, they come and they go. This is Michigan, man. Guys come and they go. And, 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 and if they're going for better jobs, an assistant coach to coordinator, coordinator to head coach, Mike McDonald is now the head coach at Seattle Seahawks. And he was at Michigan three years ago. So Sharon is going to have to win and build that. And he will. That's what we're all having faith in, man, that he's going to build the same kind of thing where people say, I want to work for Sharon Moore. Because he's putting guys in the NFL. I want to go play for him. He's putting guys in the NFL. I want to coach for him because guys that work for him for a couple of years, they go out and get better jobs. So they come and they go, Hobbs. They come and so, they go. To recap, the coaches you know, might want to go with Jim Harbaugh to go to L.A., to go to the pros, and to get a chance at winning a Super Bowl. I'm not mad at it for that. Jim Harbaugh, I've, I've seen it, it's been some rivals, but it's even been some some I guess Michigan fans that have said that they're upset with Jim Harbaugh. Why can't he go out there and get other coaches? Uh, I thought he would have a, a deeper pool of coaches and leave Michigan's alone if he loves Michigan so much. I, I don't know. There could be that's a little not bit loyal of a to those, Danny. Though, that's not the you know. Is, is that fair to those assistants? I don't what like. I don't. You know, sure. If that's a point too, like people yeah, just run everything to, great you're for supposed Michigan. To I, just say. You know what, man? You're supposed to be at Michigan forever. No, man. You, you, you're Sharon Moore's obligation. Uh, okay, he's gonna want to win, but he, he's he's selling. When you're selling Michigan to those players, you're selling great education, great football. But we're, you know, getting getting you to the NFL is one of the things he's selling. When he brings assistant coaches in, that's one of the things he's selling too. Is look, man, you work as a, an assistant here. You know, you you're gonna, you know, you could be a Biff Poggi, you could be a Mike McDonald. You know, you could be a, a mentor who's now get, getting himself in line to be a head coach with the things he's done. So that's the things you're selling. And you can't force a guy to stay there forever. Oh, and also it's it's just a, every situation is different. But how about this one? I mean, a guy that played at Michigan and came back and and had the success and is going out on top and, and winning a championship and going to the pros, they like, there's there's coaches that that go to the pros from college, but are they legends? And you know, did they win a championship? So there's gonna they they take their staff. That's a lot of what happens when you have a successful coach and he goes to another program. He usually brings in tow with him. But then right. there's the people that say, "Well, why did Michigan? They they preach continuity." And and I, I think this needs to be emphasized to folks like. If Michigan would have gone out there and had a national, so let's just go through some of this. Let's just say PJ Fleck. Now, PJ Fleck's star has fallen. I, like I think he's a fine coach. I would have called him to interview him if uh, if Michigan was going to go outside the program. But 
What do you think the coaching staff would look like if PJ Fleck took over? Almost would, everybody- Jimmy, that, that's the thing that bothers me. I, I'm gonna say this. That's one of the things I that I respect with the new Michigan State coach. This guy brought in a lot of his guys. That's the problem with a lot of these. What happens in college football is you'll a guy will win in the MAC. You know, he'll win at that level, and then he gets a job at a at a bigger school, and he, and he brings only two or three guys, and those guys that help them win. They're out of work sometimes for being successful. So th- there's no guarantee, you know, let, some of these names you have on here, Kleinman, Drinkwitz, L- L- they pro- they would have brought their go- guys. They would have had to have been loyal to their guys. True. And there's kill. no saying, do you have a better chance? Michigan still might lose players. You know, we don't know that. The transfer portal window is still open for them, that 30-day window. Teams that are, are looking like they could win a national championship, are also offering money to some of these Michigan players. These guys could just be like, boom, I'm out of here. I'm going to go try to win another title, and I'm going to pick up six figures. That could happen, but if you're bringing in somebody like Flack, I don't Brian Kelly, Colin Cowherd, you know, said this is the kind of guy you want to bring in. Michigan fans don't like Brian Kelly. They think Brian Kelly's a cheat. They think he's a phony. But if he would have come to Michigan – it would have signaled that Michigan is is playing pay for play, that they're they're ready to be like everyone else when it comes down to going after recruits. So a lot of people would have relished that situation. But so maybe that's the guy you're saying, like, hey, you know, this would have meant that that Michigan is is now they are transactional. It's no longer transformational. So you know, if Brian Kelly was your guy, but Lance Leopold from Kansas, uh, Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, who was at what North. North Dakota uh, and, and won some championships. Drinkwitz, uh, who has had some success at the lower levels in there, that Missouri. I don't think any of these guys have as a better chance than Sharon Moore, even though they are already having success because of what, what more uh, the, the players that he'll be able to keep in the short term. And then I think long, long term, you know, more deserved it. I wouldn't have gone outside for any of those. And people are automatically, they're mad because some coaches, but they're acting like if they would have brought somebody else in that like that would have been a better situation. And that's the part that I don't connect with people online with, or, and that, and I don't know, maybe there's some, you know, the yeah, expert, you know, Danny, listen, say, no, kind of open this up. Yeah, I don't think no, so. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with our decision. And normally, you know, if you look at the 40 year run, when we were, you know, when we went from Schembechler, Moller, Carr, the coach retired, or in Coach Moeller's case, that's a whole different. But but the guy, you know, the guy just left. He didn't go take another job. You know, Jim took another job, so a lot of those guys uh, left with them, though. But um, anyway, Danny, let me just say this about about some other things that uh, I saw that local recruiting is going to be big to see how I'm, I'm, there's some local recruits that I'm watching. That's going to tell me a lot about where we're at with Sharon Moore and our staff. And I also want to say this, because I've heard people concerned about the offense. I, I, I told you the defense is going to be outstanding, and it should be. Concerned about the offense. My freshman year, we had a bunch of All-Americans. We finished 9-3, and three, and we, you know, they were just go through right through that line. We lost all these great players. You know, and that's what they're saying about this team now. We're losing Zinner. We're losing all these guys. You know what, man? We came back the next year and won a Big Ten championship with dudes that nobody knew they how good they were as backups. So 
when you you want to talk about the, the players were losing from that offense, I'm not sweating it, man. I've seen it before. Let's just get the quarterback right now. If they got faith that what we got is good, I still think they're going to bring someone in. But I'm uh, I ain't worried at all about our offense. Uh, and I know we there's a lot of names out there that we lost, but man, we're Michigan, and there's good players there because I seen it as a player with all them great players from that team when I was a freshman. And we, we ended up nine and three, nine and two or eight and three, whatever it was. And, uh, and my next year, we with all these replacements on offense, we win the Big Ten championship. Yeah, there, there's some there's mostly good. It's almost all good when I when I hear especially former players. But anybody say, hey, we're Michigan. And also, but, it, you know, there's a point to that. Michigan's got everything going. If we do get to the spot where they might not have something going, it's where my biggest fear and worry comes in and it's where Michigan right now is positioned with NIL and will some of these players take money and leave? Does Michigan have a pool of money with a collective that somebody's sitting out there and ready to counter any move if some team is ready to go after them and NIL worked great for Michigan last year is one of the reasons they won the national championship. But as they sit right now, I don't want to say there's drastic changes, but how to connect the dots to be able to get top recruits or to be able to show players in the transfer portal, because right now it doesn't look like Michigan, you know, they look like they're winning a national championship. So they might not be jumping in as much as they were last year. It's a big deal. And people are criticizing Ward Manuel. And I, why Danny, Danny, let me ask you, what Go makes ahead. you think we, we've been successful the last three years with the philosophy of offense, defense, special teams, weight room, recruiting, transfers, NIL? Sharon Moore ain't going to change none of that. Why the hell would you think that there's reason to panic that, you know, RNL approach is drastically going to change now? Okay, yeah, I see, Ohio State, they're anting up maybe a little bigger now a little more than they had. They, we slapped them around three years in a row. But why would we panic? I don't think this guy's going to change nothing. And I panic, don't think our panic, resources panic's to not a good word. change. Panic's not a good word, but the the change that has to happen, they can't continue to do what they did the last two or three years. The game has changed. Like, there's no Blake Corum and J.J. McCarthy coming to Michigan now that was pre-NIL to bank on being able to get even the the top four stars by doing it with transformational talk and doing Danny, it. How do you know how much those kids are, are – how do we know the – do you know the answer to what, you know, a kid like Will Johnson – do we? Do you know the answer to that question? Did he get more than a scholarship coming out of high school? You know the answer to that question? he had some things set up pretty well for him as a local kid. I, I saw like he was right in downtown. He was entering into, uh, uh, you know, his own brand right away. So whatever they had lined up, I don't like behind the scenes. There, there is a point to it. I think some people uh, are like thinking like Michigan's getting, you know, passed up, and burnt. but it does have to change. And it look, it might change where, the attorney generals and the antitrust or the rules go to the university where they're allowed to pay the money. That's going to help Michigan. Uh, you know, Michigan doesn't want to, you know, they don't care about the, that right now, you know, the Michigan attorney general isn't saying, Hey, uh, 
you should be paying these and promising these players up front. Uh, you should be allowed to, uh, uh, you know, have your services and go anywhere if you're one of these players right now. Like, you know, it's the whole thing, whether it's transformational, transactional, whether it's uh, with the rules, whether it's against the rules, whether everybody's playing by the same rules, they're not. So it does need to be addressed. And I would just say the the just uh, appearance of the uh, – on how it's working for Michigan, NIL. You know, running something on the, the website and talking about the student-athletes, your average Michigan fan – doesn't know what his $100 will do if it's put into a collective, where it seems like Ohio State fans know that they're going to go hit the transfer portal or they're going to promise it to top stars. What do Michigan fans know? Well, we just like Michigan, so we're going to give them the collective, and we hope they know what they're doing with the money. That's the way it feels like it for me. So they need that, whether it's more well, maybe they need whether it's a better game plan. And this will go to Ward Manual. I'm going to point at the camera – I'm going to tell Ward Manuel, everybody is coming after you thinking you're dragging your feet and that you're not doing anything. Why don't you go on the offensive and try telling people what your position is and what Michigan's position is? Because you get trashed every day by your loyal fans saying that you're just sitting on your ass and you're not doing anything. And if you don't come out and defend yourself and say anything, how can I? Go and yeah, say, Danny, well, Danny, you know Lord Manuel's got his plan. I don't I, know what his plan is because he doesn't say anything about his plan. Yeah, I get it. And I, 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 when when Jim was asked those questions as he was out the door, he basically kind of sounded like, well, it is what it is. We got what we like. He was almost satisfied that he had enough. Was kind of the way I thought he worded it. And it, when I guess I can't comment on some of these things until I start hearing our leader telling us. Like Ryan Day did a couple of years ago, we need you know we need 13 million to keep our roster. So I don't know I don't know about uh, you know some of those things. And but let's just believe, I'm going to believe in the in the process because it's been we've got three championships in a row, and I think we're going to give Sharon Moore uh, the same kind of uh, support that Jim got. Let me just say this too, uh, Denny, about some some other things going on out there. The that I think are a hell of a lot more important than being an interim coach. I'm just going to keep it real with you. These decisions that Sharon Moore is making now are are really, really going to be so darn important to his his test as a leader that he gets it right, hiring all these assistant coaches, you know, having a Rolodex, having the right fit guys that can scheme guys that can recruit guys that fit into our culture. And, um, you know, he, he's just got to get it right. And it's it's so darn important. You know, we lost Doug Mallory, guy I played with just now to the to the Ravens. But, you know, Mike Mallory is there. He's got a Super Bowl ring with the – I just had to pump my old teammate. He is there as an analyst. He's got a Super Bowl ring with the, uh, with the Saints. So you got a linebacker position. He was a great player, captain when I played. He's there. I'd, I'd like to think that uh, his name is something that uh, – a guy that we're looking at. So that anyway, that's it. I just throw, throw that out that he's there, and Sharon's decisions now are going to do more to, to to and he's making good ones offensively. And when 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 this thing comes together on defense, he gets the right guys. That will really uh, get get scarred uh, from the from the faith standpoint to the optimism standpoint. 
Yeah, and I think people like me, you know, screaming about NIL and, you know, going back and forth with the fans. It's not just the the athletic director. You need the the president involved in that situation. If he doesn't think the athletic director is doing the job, then he should get on that. And I would say the same thing for all of those regions. These guys all want to get elected. They all, you know, think, you know, political aspirations. All of it, you know, like these guys need to get off their tail. And if they don't think that the AD is being proactive, then they need to step up. Now there's there's a, there's a bunch of different. It's not, I think it's easy. But Ward Manual is not doing anything. Well, get on the president, get on the regions too. And the person that can get all of that and galvanize it is Sharon Moore. He needs to find new, creative, and he needs to find a way to get all that going. If it's true, and I don't know, like the Harbaugh on his way, he was pretty good at playing both sides of the fences and, you know, using his leverage. And he was pretty good at all of that, you know, and, and you know, a credit goes to, you know, to him for doing that. And he was in the end, uh, maybe thinking that if he didn't get that NFL job and he was coming back to Michigan, he made it known that he needed everybody lining up because if, if you want to stay at the top in college football, this wasn't any just like, let's sit back. You needed everybody firing and everybody on the same page and everybody attacking. It's like, you know, some of that war stuff. You need everybody uh, ready to go to battle. And, you know, he, he kept... He kept harping on that. He was telling some of his uh, people, you know, that net, that Harbaugh network, that you know, trusted agent. It's an allies. I mean, he was still as he was trying to get that NFL job. He was working that that college angle. So everybody does, and you know, if they want Sharon Moore to succeed, it's not just the AD. It's the presidents in those regions, and they all need to get together. And they need to put that together. Okay, so then you're you're yeah, basically ta- you're you're basically taking the approach that all of a sudden, what we've done for three years to win, what what we've provided from an NIL standpoint, you don't think that's enough? Yeah, not all of a sudden, Scar. It's because of it's just the reality of how it worked, who they had on the roster, and and how the game has evolved now. Like you're not getting those same players. There was no Blake Corum. To, there's not going to be a, a Blake Corum to give money to. And so it was a nice idea of like pay them off at the end and, you know, give them, you know, three, four times the money that you'd be giving them at the beginning. But you know, it was a nice problem to have because they won the national championship, but they've got to, okay. I don't know if they, 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 need to it, but they need to look at a new approach with it. I get you. I guarantee you this: guys on our roster right now, they're being offered a lot of money from other schools. Well, should Michigan should they be countering those offers? Well, I would hope. Come on, man. Let's let's have a little faith in the guy. But let, let's have say, a little faith me, in what guy? In, in our leader. Let's have faith in him that he's going to keep our guys. That he's going to find a way to keep Manuel, Sharon Moore, and oh, Manuel. Sharon Moore. Okay, the whole yeah, the whole let's thing. Have, let's have. It, and, and, and that's something that is giving me optimism. Now, I, I know that the timing of when Jim left and Sharon Moore was hired helped lock those guys in at Michigan. School already started. So maybe that was thought out. But the timing of it locked them in. Now, we haven't had anybody of note who, who, who was planning on playing and actually being a contributor. Now, we lost Atterbury, but he wasn't playing. No. So if – that's actually a sign of optimism. When we don't hear any names of players 
who are going to be in our top 44 next year that aren't leaving, that's, that is a compliment to our leader. That's it. That is a compliment to Sharon Moore, in my opinion. When they, if, when guys start leaving, you know, that, that is something to be concerned with. And then that is also need to point at the leader for that. They, they have whatever, for whatever reasons, but um, anyway, let's, I think, let's just have faith that he's going to keep them and that, that the money is, uh, is going to be there. Yeah. That's a great point. All right. right now they haven't lost anybody. And, I, and I'll tell you, if they go into spring ball and they're not losing any, and especially the big dogs that people keep talking about, if, they, if they're not losing Kenneth Grant or, or Mason Graham or Will Johnson, and, and they're bringing largely everybody. I would imagine that. I mean, I'm not trying to run anybody off, but I would think that there'd be one or two, but I don't know. If they don't lose anyone, then all of this yelling and screaming and what you're talking about, have some faith in them. And uh, I think is, uh, is a great point. I really, yeah, I wanted thing, to say some, go ahead. You got something else. I, I got, got some other thing. things that are, you know, let's, I think, listen, let's, I, I just have a lot of faith in Jerome and, but let's wait a, three years is when we're really going to get a good feel for where our program is under him. So that's my take on that. About three years. Let's see where we're at. You know, the upside of Sharon Moore being the coach they're, they're not going to be able to negative recruit that Jim Harbaugh is going to go leave next year to go coach in the, in the NFL. I'm, I'm looking at the little things, the upside, they're not going to negative recruit. Um, about that. So that's something that is, uh, you know, that's a big thing. I have to admit for the people that are mad at Jim Harbaugh and there are a few and, and I'm not, and you say, why not? I would say because he won a national championship, that would be the biggest thing. That would be my reaction. I think about two years ago. And I remember like he almost left for the Vikings. However close he was, we know that he was with a meeting and he's out the door. It felt like for about 12 hours, maybe even 24, that he was gone. If he would have left then, he, he would have, you know, he got Michigan they, they, over the hump. They finally beat Ohio State. They beat Ohio State. The 21 game with the snowfall and everything, priceless. And then they validated it by going out and winning the Big Ten Championship, you know, getting to Indy, getting to the college football playoff. Wonderful. Would I have been mad at him if he would have gone to Minnesota then? Um, maybe a little bit. You know, like okay, fine. This is it. I would have felt like this is that this is the 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 best that Michigan could do. Like they could hope to beat Ohio State and and win the Big Ten and just really enjoy that 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 Big Ten championship of twenty one. And, and hopefully that Michigan can put it together again. But he ran it back and got him back to the college football championship and beat Ohio State again and on the road and won another one. And then he did it again. And then he won it all. That's why I can't be – I'm not going to say I can't be. I understand that there are going to be people that are mad. I am not mad. That is why. That's why I'm not mad at Harbaugh. And I'm not mad at the assistants who are trying to win a national championship and a Super Bowl. I'm not mad. Yeah. And let's not forget how, you know, how Sharon Moore ended up in Michigan. He met, he met Jay Harbaugh at a, at a, at a, um, some kind of uh, assistant coach of the year function. And Jay met him and said, he brought, come back to Jim and said, this guy's a good dude, man. 
take a look at this guy. Next thing you know, he's, he's coaching in Michigan. You know, Denny, I, I tried to think about how I would have felt when I was playing. You know, Bo would have left and Jerry Hanlon took over, or Bo would have left and McCartney or Moeller would have took over, you know. And, you know, I would have been pretty darn confident in, in those three names if I was when I was playing. I would have felt, you know what, let's go. Coaches leave, players leave. So I, I just had to throw that out. I got again. I, I talked to one of my former uh, guys that I played. I, I coached. I coached him. He was a, a coach now. Also, I, uh, he he's got a lot of confidence in this Kasula guy. He really liked him. Everybody, I, I said it. I just want to say it again. So Sharon is surrounding himself with a smart guy, good recruiter, guys that uh, you know. And, and people get caught up on you know where where he did he coach at a big school. Then he sometimes those smart really smart guys they come from a small place like Youngstown State like Jim Tressel you know so don't ever forget that now you can get coaches you can get players from the you know That's anywhere right. coaches and players you can go anywhere a couple of, uh, on the feedback you know go blue is not mad at Harbaugh he has faith in more but doesn't have faith in Ward Manuel and he said Michigan needs to move on you know that that's probably a, a, where a lot of people they feel the same way. And I'll just go back and state it again. You might be right on that. Maybe he can come out with some clarity about their position with NIL and, and how they plan on attacking it here in the offseason along with Sharon Moore. If Santa Ono thinks that Ward's just sitting on his hands and not doing anything, well, then you should also be uh, – you should also also have no faith in him because if you have faith in the president, he's the one – that can help things get going in that athletic director uh, office. And it's the same thing with the regents. Keep including them and stay on them. So if you don't like manual, tell the coach to get on them, tell the president to get on them and, and tell the regents to get on them. Yeah. You know, well. Danny and I covered this. We don't know what role, you know, I covered it. The ward manual, Partridge, Stapleton, regents, you know, we don't know what role they played. Why we could possibly some of our coaches left. We don't know. It could be a small part. Are they leaving because they don't have? They love Sharon, but they look at that other guy around the corner. You know, do do we have faith in him? So you know, Sharon Moore, Denny. I like I've been I've been a head coach. He's got to surround himself with. In a way, there's kind of some good things here too about some of these guys leaving, because he gets to hire the strength coach. That guy's loyal to him. Jerome Moore reached out to Tress. You're my guy. You know, he gave him that job. You know, hey, uh, hey, Grant, you are my offensive line coach. So he's going to hire the coordinator. Those guys are going to be loyal to him. There, there's an upside to that, that, that he has the ability. He's not inheriting nothing. And, you know, we're not talking about Michael Hart. I don't know what's going on there. But we're all waiting to see. What's what's going on there? So, you know, and Danny, let's just say this. You know, we we panicked. People panicked. You know, Jim had four D-line coaches in nine years, four defensive coordinators in nine years. I really like Sean Nua. I thought he was great. We won a championship with Sean Nua, and we're all, oh, man, the, 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 you know, the world's over. And then next thing you know, bam, here comes Mike Elston. And we'd win two more championships. Trust me, there's a guy that can coach D-line out there. Sharon's got to find him. He's got to find him. So Good point. Good point. Know, two years we, ago, we, they lost. 
And same thing when we lost Mike McDonald. Oh, man, I was upset. And then when I heard that name, Mentor, when I heard that name, Mentor, I, I said, we ain't missing a beat because I know the Mentor family. So, Sharon's, uh, let's have faith, man. He's, he's going to bring the, a, a smart guy in to run our system. And, 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 he, and he will be able to, to, you know, connect that loyalty to him. He's the guy that hired him. Yeah, they lost uh, both coordinators two years ago. They, you go back, what was it? Josh Gaddis in 21 won the Broyles. He was gone. Matt Weiss, he got fired or however. The FBI removed him. Uh, Sharon Moore, I mean, they've had a different offensive coordinator for four years in a row. This thing about, uh, this is a message from Vic who says, Jim should have had the best contract in college football after the 2022 season. Uh, I'm sure you've been following it, Vic, but Harbaugh wasn't signing any contract. At first, there was always something like, well, the NCAA, you know, the, the burgers, and, you know, Michigan can't sign him because, you know, he got suspended during the season. And then he was like, oh, he was open. He wasn't open to signing a contract that had a prohibitive buyout at the end for the NFL. So, you know, you can, uh, you can think whatever you want about that. You could say, you know, it was Ward dragging his feet, didn't put it on his, the table, you know, Michigan – I think Michigan tried to sign him at, at various junctures. They, they tried really when he was getting him. ready to get on the plane, Danny. They tried to give him the language. I don't want to keep beating it up. We disagree. They tried to give him the language he wanted when he was getting on the plane. And there's people there that uh, I don't think he had a ton of faith in. That, that, that For someone to offer what you want when you're getting ready to get on the plane, that tells you the kind of regents he was dealing with. But let's go on to the well, I would I would also tell you that you know he he had various times where like that contract was sitting there and supposedly he had everything that he wanted in there except that NFL buyout. So like he was playing both like you know he was playing both sides of the fence, and that's fine. He had the leverage to do that. You you know there are people that buy that Michigan was dragging its feet. And there's others that, you know, feel like, you know, he was gone for sure to the NFL. I think he was playing both sides all along and he was going to take the best deal uh, that he could get. And I do think that he wanted to go to the NFL. And I do, when he came out there and said, there's no Lombardi, I think ultimately that's what it was. And his legend was secure. Even though I saw a Michigan state writer saying, this is going to tarnish his legend by taking uh, his assistance to the NFL. And I thought, well, Michigan State fans will like to read that. Michigan fans will look at it and say, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, but that's it. That's the way it works. Go ahead, Scar. You got any final points? No, I just think, um, you know, don't worry. It's not so important that we've lost a few coaches that have uh, advanced in their career because that's what good businesses do. That's what good leaders do. They promote their people. You come work for Jim Harbaugh, it helps your career advancement. You go work for John Harbaugh, all four of his defensive guys got different jobs. You come work for Sharon Moore, you're going to move up in the profession. Okay, you're going to work, be an analyst for him. Bam! Next thing you know, you're a head, you're you're a position coach at some other school. You come be a, a position coach with him. Next thing you know, you're a coordinator somewhere. So if Sharon Moore develops that kind of reputation that Jim has and that John has. Then, then that's a great thing. So it's more important that Sharon Moore hires the right coaches now than us worrying about guys that got promotions. That's that's uh, 
Scar's big thought on that. All right. My big thought is something that you said earlier. If Michigan's able to keep their players here and go into spring, I think a lot of this yelling and screaming about, you know, this guy's leaving. And, and then I think people are going to feel a lot differently. And I think people feel like the players are just going to leave. Uh, they're expecting the players to leave. Let's wait and see. Um, you they're know. Not, they're, we're not down there with those coaches. and the, You know, Danny, right now, though, what's going on is the players are just dealing with those six, eight strength coaches. They don't even see the position coaches until spring football. They might see them maybe once or twice, have a meeting or something, but you don't see your coaches now. They are lifting, running, school, uh, you know. School! They are going to school. They're living like normal college kids a little bit because they don't have the huge three-hour demand, four-hour demand. They probably come down and work out for an hour, hour and a half, whatever. And, uh, you know, so they're it's they're not with the coaches. It's a whole different deal now. They're <laughs> I, you know, it just makes me laugh. Girl. You're right. I think they they as much as they can be normal students, but now a normal college football a player like can go get in their you know ninety thousand dollar ride, and they can go over to the jeweler and you know grab a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, gems, and then you know I, they can. Start talking to people about, hey, you gonna give me a million dollars to bowl? I don't. Man, it's a little different. A little different yeah, now. Yeah, different world, man. Different it world, is man. Um, yeah, I remember taking a couple of apples out of training table so I'd have a little breakfast the next day, man. <laughs> they could have wrote me up for that. It could have NCAA violation. Scar dipping too deep into the training table. But then, listen, Denny, I'm gonna leave you on my final thought. The the optimism for Scar is good. I like what I'm seeing on offense. I don't see players leaving. I see uh, the names I see for defensive coordinator and some of those positions are good. Losing coaches to get that get better jobs is no slap in the face to Michigan and Sharon Moore. It's 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 uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about where we're at. Way to straighten everyone out. You know, when you first came on, I didn't see that where it said national champs. I thought you were going to tell me that you've accepted a job with John Harbaugh to coach uh, with the Ravens. That's what it looked like with your uh, Ravens vest on with the black and blue. But it's Mason Blue for Scar. How about that? Mason Blue That's review. That's it, Daddy. Go blue. It's all good. There he is. Smash that like button.